we're now on the MIA. We're with Matt Daniel Siskin. Uh, this is the first episode in a while. We'll talk about some really cool stuff. But if you want to hear the other half of this, because we've been talking for some time now, go check out the Vicious Circle pod. Beep. Oh, yeah. Do you want more Mezcal? Oh, yes. Get the bottle. <laughs> Those with <laughs> stronger resolve will. I, I think it makes sense, honestly, to be subject to a lot of these things. Like, yeah. to be outside of it, I... It's a massive privilege, and most people, when exposed to it, Thank you, crumble. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of levels to that. I also, thanks for having me now that we've switched, just to, like, <laughs> just to make it clear, we have just, in the past five minutes, we've switched from Vicious Circle to the Meme Intelligence Agency yes. podcast. Matt. Yes. Who are you? Oh God, um, I am a shifty little curious older man who's just playing games a lot, and um, it's like uh, hot now for some. Was that yeah, it was the, sun? the sun? Oh yeah. Oh, the, is the mezcal been cooked it's in the a sun? Hot. Um, I'm a. I'm just. I've just been alive for a while and like playing with very different degrees of like the internet as it's been like evolving, and. Um, I'm just, uh, I've always, I've, ever since I can remember, like, a fucking CompuServe or something, I've kind of been living online in some way, um, at, like, varying degrees of, like, intensity. And, like, I like this stuff. I find it all interesting, and that's how I know the two of you and a lot of my friends now. I meet them online. Is your music interlinked with... What's funny is I haven't done the music stuff for a few years, even though I'm, like, technically, like, actively... It's time, you know, I've been putting it off for a while, but it's like, it's a part of me that like I've been ignoring. Um, probably because eventually it like, it, you can't ignore it anymore, so you come back to it. But the music stuff was actually very offline, was like my way of being offline more. It gave me like the focus I lost, like the act of making it is a type of focus that doesn't really work in like a mind of like someone who's sort of like compulsively checking all of their notifications on all 20 accounts all day long. Um, which is probably why it's hard to do it right now because I need to, uh, I need to flush the toilet a little bit. We were talking about this yesterday, but I, I feel part of the, uh, to toot, toot your horn, the <laughs> immense success you have had navigating the internet over the past, uh, I would say 15 odd some years, social yeah. media has been hyper-present, likely before, mm -hmm. given some of the things you were citing, uh, participating in. Um, is because you can move like a musician. Like there is a mm. attunedness to vibes and just the vibe, the omnipresent vibe. But I feel like it, even though, you know, drastically different things, um, composing music and compulsively checking DMs and uh, <laughs> who commented on what and if you need to ban them, mm. there is a line I see at least. I mean, that makes me feel good. How do we push things? We talk a lot about last night, at least, about um, pushing things forward. And like, even, I mean, again, it's hard to even say it out loud, but it's like the audacity of podcasting has its own sort of like mm -hmm. funny thing written into it where the, um, I guess the quotes of like, I have something important to say, and that's my whole vibe. There's something... I don't know. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is how do we, how do you make this more than just, I guess the thing that's the thing. different about the MIA is that we actually do have something important to say, right? And that people should listen to us and do away with all the other media that they take in so that they can listen to us more. Um, this <laughs> is really just an essential part of the MIA experience yeah. and pushing forward looks like you know following our instructions exactly mm. um developing a personal relationship with blair and i and physical physical mm -hmm. you know knowing us yeah. truly knowing us the way that ham knew <laughs> noah I love podcasting. I feel like it's like the audio equivalent of waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> They're like holding you 
you you might think you're in control because you're driving or doing something at the same time but you've chosen to give your brain space to to us which is the only way it can be should we direct our attention to them in some way do you want to like do something to the audience right now or, or give directive well the thing is that we throughout even just throughout this episode we've been encoding um, phrases and trigger words into our topics mm. and our best listeners are the people who are capable of decoding them and some of our best listeners they understand that we've been speaking to them from the beginning and just them <laughs> the best listeners might even just be one person it might be in that <laughs> it could be that white van listener. that white van that's been following you it's with, not a gardening van with the MIA logo on it mm -hmm. <laughs> those birds that chirp just a little bit too long the secret though of the MIA van is that only through buying stickers and then they put the sticker on the white van it's really a make your own MIA surveillance van you can make any van your van you can become important enough to be watched through that what happened at Coindesk Austin 2022 what happened at Coindesk so I had left LA and my plane okay number one I have never taken a layover before. And this was this flight had a layover. And I did not really get it because they were super close. And my flight was delayed and I didn't grasp how fucked I was until I land in Salt Lake City. And I miss my flight. And they're like oh, you're not going to be able to make it to Austin until like four in the afternoon, which is hours after I would have to perform. And I'm like, no, we can't, we can't do that. And they're like, well, we can fly you to Detroit and then fly you to Austin. But pretty much I was up all night. It was disgusting. I remember seeing your updates. I remember seeing your like the sort of POV of like the, it's like a hospital chair, but it's an airport. Mm -hmm kind of energy it was some it was probably the worst one of the worst days of my life that's i mean i'm very i'm, I'm a very <laughs> sensitive boy i've not had many bad things happen but that was well it's like being incarcerated in a in a, in a way yeah when you're stuck in there's, an airport there, yeah, it's there's a purgatory no, there's just there's nothing everything's expensive yeah and then finally though i make it and i'm like horribly exhausted and i need to go on stage in like an hour but Thanks to a very special friend of the pod who was staying with my friend who had left a single Adderall <laughs> on her blanket that she was borrowing that I took with me. I was capable for a brief second of channeling the divine with Blair. We donned cloaks from Lucy in disguise and went and harassed crypto people and prophesied the crash. And there were some, there were some good people. I'm not like a yeah. lot of people there kind of lame. Sure. A lot of people there kind of cool. It was like, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. The cloaks were, uh, like a magnet for anyone insane yeah. at Coindesk, which you would assume would be relatively under-attended, but surprisingly there were very, very many people there in this convention center. Uh, but the cloaks, you know, people would just approach us and, uh, you know, throw whatever they needed to at us. We, we met Kimball Musk. Oh, wow. Um, his wife. The farmer. Yes. <laughs> Kimball and his wife um, spoke at length about plans, ideas, uh, 
it was, it was a great time. We went to a, a crypto goddess party afterwards. Yeah. So this is really interesting. And I have friends in the crypto community. I'm, I'm, it's not as if I don't, I don't despise these people and I'm thankful for the opportunities uh, and the friendships I have with some of them. But most of them fucking suck. Yeah. And are socially retarded and need to pay women to be around them. Right. And this party was um, like a thousand bucks a pop. Unless. Just, just for entry? For entry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you use the code word goddess, which one of our goddess friends she gave to us, we were honorary goddesses. And. Were you still wearing the clothes? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. It's very hot. It was, yeah, it was like over a hundred and we were in the cloaks <laughs> drenched, <laughs> surrounded by goddesses, surrounded by the goddesses. I mean, monks get sweaty. Yeah. yeah. But that, and that, and we just kind of refused to participate in <laughs> the, the orgy. Um, the, the or, like, well, that wasn't, an, it was, well, can you imagine an orgy of people who, like we've been talking about, are not in their body. Right. They're online. And then the women who have to be paid to be around them. Can you imagine how sexy and hot that would be? The sparks that would fly from that. Right. We brought vast amounts of sexual energy and drew to us beautiful butterflies. <laughs> Blair right now is really And we invited your back. our like our like I don't know. Are they like fratty? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Let's, let's like, not specify who. No, just like we, we brought, we brought, brought up up some dudes. We brought some yeah. some boys, some bros, some goons. Some good old boys. Um, there was mushroom chocolate. Barrett Avner was there, surprisingly. Uh huh. We had a very, very insightful philosophical discussion about Barrett's metaphysics. I learned a lot. With Barrett? I felt like I grew. And I, mm. I did grow. Very good lot. friend of the pod, default friend. Mm -hmm. You know, default friend. Not personally, but I do. She's so. We've great. met. We well, I think she's the one that was, and we can edit that out. Is she was she dating Jiv? Is that the one? Or no, that, no, 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 no. Who that, was it? Weren't they? That is per that's personality, personality friend. friend. <laughs> see, well, you can see how that's confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, no, 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 no. We're, friend and personality <laughs> friend. <laughs> no, we don't. We we just don't. It's personality girl. Girl. But we have sided thoroughly with default friend, so she is now personality friend. Got it. Okay, so that's confusing, but that makes sense. I don't. I only knew the la the yeah. yeah. Okay, but moving on. Default. <laughs> Wonderful. She is the one who got us yeah. the gig got at it. CoinDesk. Cool. And we had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time. And tell me more about this goddess party, though. <laughs> this goddess. Party. Was it actually? Um, was it just more of a like? Uh, because I had friends who went to, um, I think it was like the first Urbit, Urbit sort of con, mm -hmm. Urbit situation in Austin. Mm -hmm. and um, The one where they paid Sofin. Exactly. So I was going to mention this. So Sofin Ali, do you know Blicky, Alessandra? Um, anyhow, Ali and Sof went, and they were apparently the only girls sort of in attendance. And there was just this constant like, oh my God, <laughs> there's like breasts here. Um, after having suckled for so long at the teat of the digital anima, upon <laughs> seeing merely the hint of a breast, all, all of that logic and reason that they hammer in as the very essential force of the universe is drained. That was a great part of the talk, was um, talking about going against empiricism and mm. science and logic and... There were a lot of like very intent listeners who tried to ask and they're like, well, you know, how, how can I not be logical? How can I, you know, what were you, you going to say? We're, we're an anti-rationality podcast. We don't like rationalism. And the people who had responded the most positively to the talk were women. No doubt. True. Every, like every person who would approach very positively, always women to the cloak. Because it vibes. And ultimately, biologically, women are the vibe animal. Men 
generally don't vibe. I'm going to be honest. Most dudes, they can't vibe. And that's okay. That is the nature of the world. But to reproduce, one must vibe. And thus, women must read the vibes to right. know how to reproduce. When the red pill incel people, which was actually, we were asked questions about. But the interviewer was wonderful. David Morris, uh, really cool. And he was asking about these, like, the red pill and that kind of was the vibe. There were definitely some people in the audience who were not happy with what we were talking about. Mm. You know, really did not. Because we kind of go against the crypto ethos. Right. Which, you know, might seem like we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but is, I would say, pretty definitively linked to a lot of shitty internet beliefs. Yeah. And the red pill being one of them. Um, oh, there were some great videos out of NFT NYC. Of just like, you know, the girls getting paid to hang out. Was that recently? Yeah, that was like. I was there on the. Were I, you? I was there. I basically like when you and I were speaking when I was in New York. Mm -hmm. um, my last night in New York, I ended up at a strip club, huh. just randomly. A friend of mine was dancing. I didn't know she was even a dancer. She was like, "Hey, come see me at work." So of course I went immediately. But what I noticed right away was uh, a large amount of women there who were not dressed like strippers who clearly were being paid to be present with these dudes who looked like gamers. I want that like job. NFT guys. I want that job. As the I, escort or the... What to do be mean? paid to be present? I, yeah, I like yeah. it. Well, I, that's something I enjoy. I like getting yeah. paid to be places. Yeah. But I want to be like a dominatrix. I want to be like paid to be there and then say you suck. Do you have that's any kind of what Sean does. Mm. Sean is kind of like paid to come places and tell them why it's not cool. He's also kind of a dominatrix. Totally. Yeah, there that, is that quality. That is good thought whips these people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Do we have any water? Yeah, I only have bottled water. Is that okay? Yeah. No, actually, I only drink I artisanal know, tap. I think to, to continue, maybe close the note on the crypto goddess party. Um, honestly, props to them. I think they do like an NFT thing, but I'm a off, fan of the goddesses. Off the record, off the record on the pod, um, they like are literally just selling access to parties with you know hot chicks. That's pretty much it. Um, you gotta like buy a pass or an NFT or some shit. But like, I was talking to the people running it, and they're pretty much just like, yeah, we do events like at every major crypto conference and. It was just like they're doing a sound healing ceremony. There were massages. There uh, were cloaks, men in cloaks there. Strange guys. Yeah. It does have dark, uh, dark age energy to it a bit of just like the desperation of like belonging and like they're almost like no one is reading. They're just sort of like they're clustered together out of fear and like confusion and like like where's the fire where's the woman mm -hmm. and then just stare at it they're reading the <laughs> the evil duke chancellor of the crypto caliphate um mr moldbug that's mm. all they can read they can read right. the scries on the wall how do you find him find Moldbug? him is he a friend is he a person you like is he do you read his things i don't have anything to say about him yeah honestly yeah I have not read him enough to form an opinion. Um, I have heard that his recent appearance on Red Scare was good. I tried to listen to it a little bit, but I struggled. Okay. Okay. So maybe... I, I trust but, your reading but, is a vibe. But for me, yeah, I think it's a vibe thing. Um, he d Does he vibe? Does Moldbug vibe? I don't... I think... I mean, obviously for some people, but I don't think that that's a vibe that I feel. Well, I think the thing is that... <laughs> it's more of a dissonance. There are... You can be popular and not vibe. Yeah. Because you are popular among people who don't vibe. I think that's a better way to put it. I think that's sort of how I, how I see... I tried to listen to it. And I listened to them at times. Um, and uh, there was something about his... Yeah, it just like I didn't want to. I like I wouldn't want to be in the room with. I wouldn't be like choosing to be in the room. So if I could choose to turn it off, I did. I kind of like him as a scary figure at parties. <laughs> I thought that kind of made Angel Fest sick, 
we need like even though they like called the cops on themselves kind of thing mm-hmm. that was funny yeah though. i think like <laughs> they called it i want i want scary i want like i'm trying to think of who who could but is he really scary? He no, no. But that's what I mean. Yeah, he's scary to NYC socialites. He reminds me his mm. writing style and what he has done reminds me a lot of Chris, in a different way. Are you for real? I don't see that at all. It's just this like methodology of taking three to four writers mm. who have been semi overlooked, rearticulating them to play like a counter role inside of larger. I, I think that's you'll just what writing step is. far past. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think meme analysis, if you could distill it in the most rationalist way, it's like four or five writers being repopularized, mm-hmm. engaging with a counter to the way everyone is choosing to interact with it. I and he um I think like the cathedral, I think, as an idea separated from him is a mm-hmm. pretty accurate supposition of like how yeah. um the media and the academic world work, but I think generally he he ain't a viber in the way he's choosing to interpret some of the stuff is like more an enemy to yeah. vibing and living mm-hmm. and participating. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like I don't. I think politics in general don't vibe. Agree. But that's really it politics don't vibe that's no, all i have to say they about don't it. that's all i have to say yeah about i don't that. i don't yeah i have no my my dad who i love is my father i don't even to say it i opened my mail today i never checked the mailbox so i checked the mailbox i have a letter from my dad i'm like oh wow what did he send me and it's an article from the new yorker with like a post-it note on it being like i thought you'd really enjoy this and it was just like more of like the liberal class dot 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 and i was like oh i had my breakfast i was gonna take a shit i'm like all right i'm gonna read this I read like one paragraph and I said out loud, I'm so sorry, dad. And I crumpled it up and put it in the trash because it just, I can't, like, I just can't do it. It feels it like it's very sad, but you know, the 24 hour news network caters to older people yeah. who have no culture left and you know, it provides entertainment yeah. and that's miserable. And it's familiar to your point of like, there's nothing yet. It's like a little piece of an iceberg. It's that polar bear image, but yeah, there's so much more to get into. That's why even like on our conversation today, we've, you know, we were going into the sort of like the bad phone, no phone, uh, internet bad, make me feel bad thoughts, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like the more people I speak to, even in your include yourselves in this and the way I feel is like, I feel incredibly optimistic about everything. Um, I had a band reach out to me two days ago, um, hot chip. Remember Hot Chip? Eat Hot Chip and lie. No, anyway, well, Hot Chip is a... Yeah, so the point, the fact that you don't even know them speaks to this point, but it's like... Um, they were huge in like the early 2000s and on. They have like some... It's probably songs you've heard, which are endlessly remixed, but like I had this song that it was they sent to make like a music video for, and it was just more of the like raging against the like Zucker machine, like oh, we're all glitching and, like, glitching computers and what are we going to... I'm just like, this feels so not the vibe. The vibe is definitely <laughs> happy. The vibe is definitely happy. Yeah. I don't meet I feel that many too, people who are not happy people who vibe. Yeah. Well, because it's an exciting time. I think these, these tools, like, at the same rate, like, smoking feels fucking awesome. I think smoking is incredibly sexy and social and I'll love it forever. I think it's spam. Is it our friend? It's spam risk again. I don't know if I'm gonna answer it. We could sing. We could sing. All right. Should we like gonna sing barber spam shot, risk? Because you know, what, to be trio? positive, let's be positive. Yeah. Opening. Thank you for calling Animal Zone. Hello. Have you heard about J.R. Bob Dobbs and the Church of the Subgenius? Press one now. Eternal salvation. They hung up. Or triple your money back. Have you heard about J.R. Bob Dobbs? No. No. Well, I was looking at your phone, though, and I'm wondering what's going on. Yeah. So, Bob, do you know about, like, Discordians? No. Beyond the, uh, the obvious. But go on. No. I'm what? Just, I'm making a joke, but go on. The okay, so, yeah. Bob. You know, like, Bob's Auto or Bob's Furniture yeah. or Bob's Antiques? Of All of that is him. Come on down. 
all but every every store that has Bob, this is Bob. Got it. He is all of it. Every old fifties ad with a dad smoking a pipe, mm. that is Bob. I didn't know. That. <laughs> this is keep going. Right. So Bob <laughs> Bob is the answer to pretty much all of the problems that we've been talking about, to social alienation, to the phone, to pornography, to political problems, to everything that you could imagine. Bob offers the solution, and the solution is slack. Mm -hmm. The solution is to slack off and to give money to Bob and to the Church of the Subgenius because he is offering salvation, eternal salvation, or triple your money back. If it doesn't work out, you get the money back. There's nothing to lose. And you get a free magazine. You do. You get yeah. you get a little pin. Yeah. You get like a little a little Yeah. Bob is the American God. He was reached out to by Jehovah One, an alien space god, also known as Wotan. Have you heard of the goddess Eris? Yes. This is Eris's ex-husband. Okay. <laughs> gave this divine wisdom to Bob. And he was willing to spread it to us. The wisdom of slack. And the problem is that the normals, the pinks, the conspiracy, they want to steal all of your slack. They want to take your vibe. They want to kill your vibe and make you miserable. But Bob says no. So I say yes to Bob. Cheers, Bob. They want you to slump and to uh, be unproductive, quit your job, go against the uh, idealized working man. And you to did do it, it for yourself. Because having slack does not, like, the book of the subgenius, the comics, the music, they produce art, they produce great things through slack. It is not it is not the same kind of like compulsive, miserable labor that most work is produced under. It's like the Taoist Wu Wei slack. It is doing not doing. Thinking about that quote about Sean being a dominatrix for rich people and brands. Look, I think I mean, good. He's on his way. The Balenciaga, I feel like, is the beginning of like the spiked heel for him. Mm. I could see it. Be but good like, to latex. distill everything, every every hot take, every bit in this into like spreadable memes. Substack as the dungeon. <laughs> to be aired out in his Substack, the sweet burning ecstasy. It's like. Uh, Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Most important MIA movie. Our next one is going to be Excalibur. Hmm. He hasn't seen it yet, but I can already tell. It's been a long time. It's going to be a big movie. We're getting ready to make the trek back to New York. Um, I feel like we need one more hot, good Matt question. Okay. And then we can, we can cease. Sure. Chris, you got anything... I, I asked the who are you question. You got anything as powerful? Can I, so can we talk about the thing you've been working on? Sure. All right. talk about so anything. Yeah. I guess you have been working with an artist who has perhaps the most ravenous, voracious, obsessive fans. You worked with one of the guys from BTS, Young Cook. Mm -hmm. How have you... How have you been dealing with that space of the the stand, the K-pop stand? Um, I said it last night, but I have a golden rule, even though I broke it recently in a way that I was a reminder of how not to break the rule. And the rule is do not engage directly with them ever. Can you tell us how you broke the rule? I direct. I was. We released a music video, um, and I've dealt with like big artists throughout my like. So like run is like what like this thing that I'm doing and I dealt with the beehive with Beyonce I dealt with all kinds of different things and 
there's this almost like AI thing about, oh, it's being so nice to me and it's showering me in love and attention, but then what happens? It's like the sphere. Like, what's that with like, oh, this is so great, but what happens if he gets, he gets angry? Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I misspelled, I like put up a post and I spelled uh, his name wrong with a Y. So like young, like young lean. Um, <laughs> um, you just and made then, him 20% cooler. And well, I'm not going to comment. You don't want to even open that can. Um, basically, snippet. We're, <laughs> open, we're opening the Hellraiser <laughs> box now. So what, 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 what was, what would happen? It was like the music video went up. It was just like, I was in like a really fun celebratory mode and there's a very, it's a bizarre experience to be on the internet and have literally, thou- I have a clip, my, my, my wife filmed my phone, because I have notifications on, because I don't get that many. But like at that level, it basically just keeps saying 100, 100, 100. And every three seconds, it refreshes 100, 100, 100. So like, I'm looking at my phone just going, like glitching out with notifications. And the post had 16,000 likes, like in five minutes. It was just going up, going up, going up. And I was just like, I was just super high on it. And like, this is a, it's a very strange feeling for that to happen. And I didn't even clock the typo. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing, so Jungkook actually told me, or his peoples told me, um, that he prefers to spell his name in two words, not as one word, even though I see the fandom writing it with one word. So I saw a comment that was like, it's spelled this way. And they made it one word. And I was like, oh, well, he asked me to spell it this way without realizing that there was a Y. So in the like 10 or so minutes that went by, um, I basically like was interacting quickly, like trying to make it chill, make it funny. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to take the post down, take it down. But what I didn't realize what was happening is that everything I was doing was being screenshotted, mm-hmm. put in order of different things. And there's like all these K-pop articles. Mm-hmm. Like if you now search my name, there's like five or six of these articles that is like Matthew Daniel Siskin bashed by the army um, with like photos and things. And it's like me and JK like in this thing and they like recount the like timeline and it was just like really intense and crazy. And, um, and ultimately there was a moment where I was like putting my kid to sleep and I was like, did I just like, is this going to, am I going to wake up tomorrow and this is going to be like an actual like New York magazine story? Cause what was really interesting about it, which is it wasn't just a typo thing. They were making it a race thing mm-hmm. being like white man of like privilege, um, fucks up like a name that like obviously the like poor, the, poor oppressed BTS exactly no but that's actually what they were saying and I guarantee like the crazy thing is that they will hear this mm-hmm. it's inevitable <gasps> oh no like it's you don't understand like if you mention him they will come mm. um, if you tag him they will come should MIA become a K-pop podcast if you want to I can certainly make that happen for you um, I gained like also could like, we have him on the pod probably not um <laughs> I gained like 10,000 followers in like five days, um, which again, isn't which a younger, my younger self would have really felt like triumphant. But like now I really see that as like a bullshit video game. Those metrics have nothing to do with me whatsoever. Mm. Um, it was people who were <laughs> happy about the misspelling. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we got them. But, but then I got, I did get some, I got some, really, I did get some sweet messages from like other kids. And this one girl who I actually spoke to a bit was like, look, I want to apologize because the problem with, with our fan base, and she speaks in like this, like we are the army, they all speak in that sense where they all are like together and also decentralized. But she said, I'm very sorry because we are so big, the higher the percentage of like extreme fans who like are constantly battling and embarrassing our Lord and savior, John Cook, um, because we're so huge, there's just a higher percentage of like really angry, crazy people, basically. And we're sorry about that. But most of us love you and thank you for your work or whatever the fuck. But then it just went away. But I thought it wasn't actually going to go away for a sec because it was like, I mean, we're talking like, if I name searched on Twitter, there were like tweets with thousands of interactions on them only about this topic. And I was like, uh, it's weird. I feel like this is a very good, a very good intro to a very important meme analysis concept which hasn't gone, I haven't talked about it much because we're just not in that space. We just really don't interact with it. But I have written about the like K-pop stan psychology. So if they are listening, yeah. we'll give them a, a, a glimpse in the mirror. So a lot of my work, what a lot of the, the dude fans K 
care about is this idea of the digital anima, like Carl Jung's anima, mm-hmm. which there's a counterpart for women with the digital animus. And Young Cook is a great example. Um, a lot of K-pop boys, a lot of like, um, a lot of the Tumblr fandoms, like Sherlock, mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Also um, a random friend of mine, and I'm actually pulled into conspiracy theorists shit with. Hmm. Just totally randomly, separately, to Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> it's a weird one. He married a good friend of mine. Huh. I left a Facebook... I'm sorry to interrupt. This no, is no, just no. a weird one, oh. because this is an ongoing thing where Laura, my wife now, of like a week, she gets insane messages, and she sends me screenshots. She's like, I don't even know what to do with this. I didn't read it, but like, it's a five or so page looking DM about how I'm like in this like marriage with Benedict and Sophie and that I'm also doing PR for them and like helping them manage their like the optics. You? Yeah, me personally. Because I've known Sophie, his wife, a really long time. Um, and she knew, she's known him for a really long time too. And I met Ben in New York in like 2013. Before, wait, wait, doctor, like that stuff was happening, but like he wasn't a big movie star yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I left a comment on her Facebook page back when I had that, around the time they were getting married, and I said, married, and I said, I love you and need to, see, need to hear your voice. Because that's how I talk to my friends. That one comment that I left on her fucking Facebook has inspired years long, like tum- entire tumblers dedicated to the topic mm. of my name, her name, and his name. And it still goes on. And that's how it works, because that's insane. It is, we've talked about this. The more archetypal a celebrity, the more conspiracies form around them. And so Young Cook, Benedict Cumberbatch, like I guess Jensen Ackles, like (laughs) they to these fans are a digital animus. Mm. So what Jung describes as the archetype of the male to women, it gets a face and the face is that celebrity character. It's not the real person. It's not the human flesh and blood. It's the archetype that puts on the mask. And this is how, in the age of media, these gendered archetypes have functioned. Um, Because in the old days, you know, the phrase girl next door or the boy next door, that was the anima or the animus. It was formed by real human experiences, your own experiences, but today, it is formed solely by media, or almost solely by media. And because there is a market, there's money to be made, products to sell and so on, attention to be gained, you know, the corporations and the people around these scenes in, encourage it, enhance it. And so one can have a very real relationship with a digital archetype today. And many people do. Yeah. Anyway, Blair and I were hanging out. We were kicking our feet up and reading TikTok together. And <laughs> oh, I love that's that. like a meme. I love that. We're like, yeah. Yeah. In the Discord, is uh, yeah. someone wrote this long in your paragraph. Discord? His Discord, Discord, but they're yeah. like, how is <laughs> like. I wonder if Blair and Chris watched TikTok together. And I think about how would they do it? Would they be sitting on a couch together, laid down, scrolling together and kissing? You have one phone. (laughs) (laughs) Shoulder leaning in. Um, But that's how it happens. Like, that's how it happens. It's like any bit of face, any bit of your hand showing will be projected onto. And that's how it all works. And that's that's what it's all about. Like I feel it's funny. I'm not going to name the other, but I've spent some time with another person with one of the most insane fan bases of all time, and it's been crazy getting a little. Have they been finding you from proximity? You no, just, no. Like there's no like person. just talking to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like that. No, like we're not like yeah. there's no pictures of us out. But yeah. just crazy to see. How, but also, it's not just it's not just the person, but it's the people around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It affects everybody, and and it can be good and bad. You know, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. But like, my friend who 
you know, she has her practice, but doesn't take clients from the fan base because they're totally mad. Yeah. Like just proximity to the archetype is the most dangerous and the most exhilarating thing. But it can only last so long, I feel. I think it really wears on anybody. Yeah. The initial excitement of being in the proximity of these things wears off for me pretty fast. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you get the coin. There's like a literal like feeling of like smashing your head on the little floating thing and you get the power up and you kind of get high on it a little bit. Then you realize that like absolutely nothing is different. Mm -hmm. And so you keep walking and you keep going. But so many people actually find those people and then stay in their kind of like orbit for years and years and years and years. All the people that I've worked with at every level, like people like who you're describing or Jean-Cook or Beyonce or whoever have like these people who are almost like, yeah, but it's also like, what do they call the sharks when they have the little fish that follow them? Mm -hmm. What what are the names of those? I don't know what they're, you know what I mean? I have a friend who's like, he's, he'll complain as well. He's like, oh, still, still doing it. Still with her. Can't leave. But has worked with, with Beyonce for like 14 years and just like can't leave. And he's like a fully capable, incredible artist, like could be doing any number of things with his time and experience. If it goes but wrong. is unable to leave. Can always go back to Queens. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You've been watching Entourage? No. I think I lifted that. I haven't yeah, seen I it for a very long time. I love that show. Entourage. Entourage. It's having a moment again. I, see it in, I keep uh-huh. seeing it in memes. My, uh... I remember my parents watching it ages ago, and uh, they were like, oh, you can't watch this scene. It's it's too saucy. And it was always, like, held in this point in my mind. Then I watched it when I was, like, maybe, like, 16. I love that. I love that show. I feel like it, it says something about um, your own artistry, interacting with so many and collecting the power-ups. I wonder if there's, like, the truest, truest MDS fan has seen all the links and is trying to put together there's the a, grand. There's actually a few. There's not many, but there are people who I, like, I recognize that what's interesting about Instagram is like when you look at a DM and you scroll, scroll, scroll up, and I find someone who's been writing me since like 2015, um, and they've been witnessing all these funny little like lefts, rights, and digging holes coming out of the hole, making a thing going this way up, down, and like, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's very, but I do feel like it's time to like, put myself to good use become the digital animus well just to be my own thing yeah um yeah because yeah like yeah there's not there's nothing you're going to say it's just like that's only what like helping people and it is mutually beneficial but like helping these people with their stuff and then i get something from that and yeah there's obviously like financial financial gain and like comfort but for me, it's less of a like, okay, I've done this thing, now I can like kick my feet up. Like, you know, what we were talking about, this idea of like slacking. And it's more like, oh no, that is like directly funding the ability to like have the place we're sitting in and literally have it set up as if I am, my only job in the universe is to like create art. But I kind of feel like I'm always building the cockpit, but now I need to actually use it. I've built many like perfectly dialed in studios and cockpits and things and like- Has it not? Do you feel like you haven't flown to the point you want? I just haven't, like, put the work in. I had to do other stuff first. This is when we slap the mics away and we force you at gunpoint to... Make something, man! Um, No, I mean, it's just time. It is time. It's time. I think it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, which is boredom. Yes. It need like, I think some of the greatest work, some of the greatest inspirations just come from being bored. It's like you ha- you can have all this perfection, but if there's always something to distract you even a bit, mm-hmm. it can endlessly distract you. And that's actually why I struggle with like being in a relationship, having a family, having like a home life, because even outside of the internet, the, that's sort of set up to always keep you busy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always I mean, a thing for us to do. There's activities, there's kids to feed, there's shit to do. There's like, oh, now we're just tired and gonna like relax because we've had our long day doing that. When like me in like single mode was always like this this building we're in right now is an extension of that where it was just like I would just be alone for like hours and hours and hours on end, um, 
they doing nothing to the point where I would do something mm-hmm. without like thought and then like suddenly I'd like discover something an accident happens it's crazy because and this is not the advice that I would give but this is just the universal magical advice perhaps best exemplified in Christ is like get rid of your family yeah. leave everything and follow God like that's the irony of like the modern Christians like oh it's family values it's really not I you know, know it's about you know I've came I came not to bring peace but a sword yeah. to set father against son uh, brother against brother like it's it's about picking the work over the people and but I think what what greatness is achieved by is having a family and having friends who do inspire that greatness yeah it's having people to be bored with yeah totally I think that's something that we've been very good at I think we slack well and it produces <laughs> it produces good things it's thinking vipassana for you this is something we spoke about right before i think i need that like 10 days yeah. of just forced like within i think that would be pretty yes i speak to someone every tuesday who's um he's an old buddhist he's been around a really long time um he's amazing He's, he's like witnessed, he's, he's worked with so many people. Um, and we just talked for an hour. He's like my, like my guy. But, um, since speaking to him, I've only been speaking to him for a few months, but it's sort of like, it's given me the, the issue, at least for like most people my age or and people in general is like the conditioning of our childhoods preventing us. And especially when you get older, like that stuff metastasizes and actually hardens around what you are which makes it impossible to actually like access certain parts of yourself. And the Vipassana thing is a part of that, but it's almost like you can't even sit in that unless you actually like, are like, okay, I'm going to leave these old habits that aren't even mine over there to go do something else. Jung suggests that like, it's the end, it's the middle age, which is when psychoanalysis is needed. It's after you've lived and built these neuroses and structures that you have to overcome them and individuate. Yep. That's I'm literally right there, like a clock. So it's a... Um, Did you have a... Well, I guess you're not truly middle-aged yet. I mean, I'm, I just turned 40. Nah, I think... I would, I, I would... I think maybe like late 40s is mid, mid, midlife. When you, are you, do you feel a midlife crisis coming? I felt many. I've probably been having those my whole life in a weird way. Mm. Like every 10 years... Well, there's years, a quarter-life quarter like, crisis. Yeah. Totally real. I had one... When I was 30, I was... I was married to someone else, um, like really briefly, and I was like on autopilot basically. And then I did the thing that you described, which was like, fuck it all for the work. Mm-hmm. And I did. I just like took off and then only did that and then like built a life. But then from that life and that journey and experience, I found someone who couldn't be less of a um, bickering partner. Like she's a fucking, like she's more of a dominatrix who was like birthing children who is incredible. Like, we're definitely, like, off the path of... We're just on our own. We're doing our own thing. I mean, the fact that this place exists and I can come here any hour and do anything I want, and then I meet people through my kids because, like, it's big proximity, and these men are, like, defeated and, like, shrunken Mm -hmm. and, like, balding and broken because they're not able to live. But at no point am I not allowed to just get on a plane and go to New York City by myself. And the only thing she says is, don't die. Mm. Everything else is like, I don't want to know. Have you heard of <laughs> Phyllis and Aristotle? I mean, I've heard of them, yes. I don't know how to read. Yeah. It's like, the great mind needs the dominatrix yeah. to be freed. And be told to sit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. because a dude in their own head will do nothing yeah. without that. And I feel like, I've had, in my best relationships as like a very mental person you need like a woman who can anchor you mm-hmm. and demand the best a hundred percent and that's is... the whole thing is like this art the art of the relationship yeah man i have that it's amazing it's what i was going to bars looking for i guess well you're gonna disappoint your 
digital animus fans with that you're married. Right. Or you could adopt them all as children. Well, that's the funny thing, getting back to the animus idea of like, <laughs> we're losing Blair. <laughs> um, just the idea of when I first started releasing music, it was, there was no like backstory to it. So you could sort of project whatever backstory you wanted onto it. Um, but now I'm in a situation where it's like, and it's less of a situation and more of just a fact of life. I have all this other stuff attached to my name. So I think instead of trying to, uh, build a myth, I almost feel like I just want to be like ridiculously honest about, I am all those things and all those people that I work with, but I, then I also may make something over here and those things can coexist in the same universe. Or do you think I should create a pseudonym and like invent an entirely new planet and then put stuff there and not tell anybody that it's me? I don't think there's any myths that are not honest. Right. I think oftentimes, you know, the myth can be more honest then, like, I, I find a lot of the attempt, like, and this is kind of what we were talking about yesterday, you know, not, not at anybody, but, like, the readings where people are mumbling, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I'm being honest. Right. And it's not. The honesty is the performance. Right. The honesty is the, the true expression. Expression is honesty. And if that expression is a fictional expression, it's still more honest than what is not performed a lot of and that i think is another thing is like people hmm. i mean i'm a Jungian, like i value the inner experience a ton but i also recognize people are necessary interaction the world and art lives through others it lives through its effect on other souls the soul is not alone is never alone so any art that speaks to the soul We'll be honest. <coughs> On that note. Honesty. Honesty. I had a moment a second ago. We're on a red carpet right now. And my um, I've been sitting crisscross applesauce. And oh my I, god, your foot's red. <laughs> well, I lifted this up. That's amazing. And it was kind of like hurting because I had been sitting on it for like an hour and 40 minutes. And... I see it and initially I think my foot is bleeding. It's covered in blood. And I thought that too. I thought <laughs> that and then I started like I put my hand on it and it started to fall away. I was like How did you get to do that? I don't know. But it is uh for a second the the myth was truer than reality. Mm. I was truly Christ wounded. And uh I think I think it needs to be MDS. Yeah. You think it needs to be me? It needs to be true. Okay. That's what my gut says. Cut. I want to walk in circles right oh, now. Do it. Whoa.